Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you are keeping well and keeping safe. God bless you and have a, a great day ahead. Today we're going to continue our conversation we started yesterday about how tall the Goliaths are in front of us. And today I'll be discussing how tall the perceptions of the Goliath in front of us. I'll be reading from First Samuel 17 verses 4 to 16. The champion named Goliath who was from God came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits on a span that is 9.9 feet, aka 10 feet. <laughs> he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of steel armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spare shaft was like a weaver root, and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. The last stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not the servant of Saul? Who's a man? and have him to come down to me. If he's able to fight and kill me, he will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, he will become our servants and servers. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing these Philistine words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of the Ephratite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to war. The first one, Eliam, the second, Abinadab, and the third, Dama. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and and forth from Saul to turn his father's sheep in Bethlehem. So I stop here. Now, yesterday, we started to discuss how tall the mountains are before us. Today, we are going to be discussing how tall are our perceptions of the mountains before us. How huge are our perception of the challenges before us. Even though Goliath and I agree, as you can see, a 10 feet man, right, that was able to carry 58 kg of bronze on his body as a coat. Imagine how humongous he would be. You see that the Israelites had a much more paralyzing perception of what he can do to them. So in this instance, Goliath had not fought anybody, but they just saw him. And when they saw him, they didn't imagine that he cannot kill all of them. So there was the Goliath showing fear, but there's also their perception of what can be done to them by that Goliath. And so their imagination had gone wild. Their imagination had told them he would kill us. He would do this, he would do that, he would, whatever words could have come to their minds. They were paralyzed with that fear of what he could do, not just how he looked. And I remember, even in my life, I used to be extremely anxious when I had to speak publicly. Extremely anxious. For me, that was a perception of an extreme, huge mountain before me. And it's not just in the actual speaking, so actually when I'm speaking, no. Once I know that I need to speak publicly, from that very point, I'll be suffering from anxiety. I'll be so scared, paranoid. Imagine what can happen and what will not happen. 
and just as a um, quick uh, memory name, I used to stammer a lot as a child. And because of that, I would think that if I was speaking outside, because of the anxiety, I would stammer. And I was also to the point where people may not hear what I'm saying anymore. People will not be interested in what I'm saying. And there will be no point of me being there in the first place. And so the devil was trying to, to push me to believe a lie that, you know what, I do not matter. Or I should just keep my mouth shut. I do not have a voice. And honestly, such strongholds made me perceive speaking as near impossible. And something that even if I eventually do it, I may not recover from. And I did have horrible experiences. But then that just, what do you do? Solidify the lie in my head that actually I should not be speaking. But I thank God for his healing power over me. Because right now you're hearing me speaking in a podcast. You're hearing me speaking in a podcast. You're hearing me doing this every single day for almost a year now. It could only be God. It could have been me. To show the gravity and the, how mighty the mountains will be for me. That I can speak to you today without paralyzing fear, before and after and during, is honestly just God. And so for me, how did the healing come? How did it happen? How was I able to reduce the perceptions of failure, the perceptions of not being able to speak down to nothing? It's the first thing I had to always believe the truth that we needed to trust God. And also that he's always constantly with me. I had to believe this with every single fiber of my being. To know that he is with me. But if he's with me, I can never fail. I had to constantly believe that God is the one that created all these opportunities for me to even speak in the first place. And because God opportunities for me to do this, that means it's a purpose for it. And that purpose would be accomplished and I will not fail. What belief was immersed and undying love for me. And so when I'm taking the opportunities of actually even speaking, initially I'll be doing afraid, I'll be panicking and fretting, but I will still do it because I know that I will not fail. And I also have to believe that even if I stammer, even if the worst happens, I will still do and get up and do what God has asked me to do and speak and still go ahead. It's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to even stammer. But I will not let that fear stop me from doing what I need to do, from speaking, speaking what I need to speak about. And that's, as you can see, that's how I started Jola Speaks. Because I had been so quiet for such a long time. I was not even speaking. I was fretting constantly. If someone had told me last year that, oh, I have a podcast or podcast called Jola Speaks that I'm speaking almost every day, I would laugh because it was funny to me then. Because before me was a mighty mountain called don't speak. Before me was a mighty mountain called you don't matter. It's a mighty mountain called if you try and do it, you will fail. But I had to constantly stand on the word of God. Stand knowing that I do not work alone. Stand knowing that I have backing. Stand knowing that whatever it is, I will not fail. And so facing one's fears can be very paralyzing. Especially once the illusions, because for me, there was nothing that was saying to me that, you know, speaking would be very horrible or whatever. So I had experiences of it, but there was no fiscal giant. It was a very stubborn challenge for me. And so, yes, they are paralyzing. And yes, at the point, I, I just hid, I ran away. And it makes you see, you may want to run and hide and all that. 
Because it's much easier to just run away from the fear or ignore it or pretend like it's not there. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. You are not facing those fears alone. Your perception of those fears, which may be based on underlying strongholds that make them look so big, it is still not bigger than your God. No matter how mighty the fears are in your heart, God is bigger. And to be healed from those fears, to be healed from what you are praying for healing for, you may need to do it. You will probably need to do it afraid. Because I remember when God asked me to come out because I was sending out voice notes initially to a few friends of mine. It's not actually, you know, going publicly to speak. Because that for me was much easier. Just to share my thoughts about the Bible with a few friends. That wasn't so bad. When God told me to go on Instagram and go on, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, etc. I almost had a panic attack. So oh my God, God, like they will hear me. What if I stammer? What if I stutter? God, you have not fully healed me. Heal me first and I can do all the things for you. But God said, no, wait. And I would heal you. And guess what? I've been doing it. My God has been healing me. Every single day, I am better and better and better and better. I listened to one of the earlier versions of my podcast. I'm like, wow, God, what is amazing? The way I have transformed is just God. And so, me, I was so focused on getting healing before I do what God wants me to do. God was saying, I will heal you in the process. Just go. That's a perfect go. And that was another thing God was trying to heal me from perfection. <laughs> so that's from for another day. And so when you are faced with these impossible fears, these things that are so huge to you, remember that you have backing for the Father, for the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is with you. You do not walk alone. Like Victoria, when the song says, I get backing. You have to back in of God. And God is what give us the supernatural edge to excel. For me, one big one was, God, what if I freeze? Because it happened to me before and I can't say anything. God will tell me, I would feel it. I would feel it. So don't be afraid. And going and being afraid, honestly, I've been grateful to God that I went ahead and did it. Because in all areas of my life, I have now seen the changes and transformation that I started by just even doing other speaks. So whether it is a perception or a real mountain, Whatever it is, trust God. Lean on to Him. Ask Him for the strategies to deal and work with you to ensure the mountains are conquered. Because guess what? As you do this, as you praise Him, He will make your enemies your footstool. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.